There is an old saying that goes back a very long time in my family, up to 120 years ago when we started pretending that we were German for the first time. <laughs> it is, the chef prepares feasts and ale, but the fool shall dine on crow. Usually, we at Chapo Trap House are the ones preparing the feasts and ale, but today we're eating the crow also. We repeatedly claimed that all the hollow about coups was mostly spectacle, and that any serious intent to make one happen would be blunted by both any potential plotter's stupidity and the actual hands of power's refusal to play. But yesterday, when a few hundred guys were led into the Capitol building like a bunch of stupid cows being given an enrichment exercise, ran around, and then several of them died due to cardiac arrest or molasses barrel-related injuries, <laughs> we saw how real the threat was. <laughs> The fact that the Pentagon completely overruled Trump when he told them not to send in the National Guard is totally immaterial. So is the fact that the meticulously planned coup d'etat only accomplished a few stolen podiums and some posts of a scary cartoon frog in Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> office. We were wrong. You should be afraid of literally everyone and everything all the time except for NATO, Pfizer, and the Department of Homeland Security. Yep. <laughs> while, while, while we could provide no solace to our listeners we misled yesterday, there's one man that could. Though we criticized him in the past, President-elect Joe Biden stood alone yesterday. He was the only person in the halls of power who had the courage to say the words, President Old Trunt. <laughs> As part of our Crow Mill, we will be donating to the Biden transition team and performing at the inauguration. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I just thought, you know, we had to say that because <laughs> it's true. It's, it's important yeah. for you. I think Felix, thank you for starting the process of holding us accountable. Yeah. We need to be held accountable, honestly, for not being anxious enough. Yeah. And the question yeah. you have to My ask bad. yourself is, am I worried enough about things? The answer is always no. You could always be more worried. Why? What does it accomplish? I don't know. But at least it's something. Feeling bad is something. Not not being perpetually terrified is, in a way, a form of fascism. I read that in a number of It's no privilege, for sure. If you think that this is terrorism, the best way to respond to terrorism is to upload videos of yourselves crying every yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how scared you are all the fucking time. Yeah. So uh, joining us now is our old friend, uh, Will Summer. And folks, where there's two Wills, there, there is a way. But, you know, uh, Will, uh, we thought you'd be the perfect guest to have on because we haven't talked to you in a while. And the, uh, the events of yesterday are certainly your beat. And I was thinking to myself, the last time I saw you or like or I spoke to you, I think, was uh, way back at CPAC 2017 at uh, the National Harbor, Maryland in the Gaylord Convention Center. And I was just thinking back to that experience, and I think it it, uh, it rhymes nicely with what happened at, the, at Congress yesterday. Or it, it seemed like looking back, and it seemed to be to leading to something like this, whereas like 2017 was the high water mark for the people, uh, uh, the Trump supporters, and like the, they were they were they were feeling their oats so good. And then yesterday was like, I don't know where it's leading or what, but. Uh, it, it, the, both those events seem to rhyme or like one, one informs the other, I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, it, that CPAC was kind of like we did it like we took over the, the government um, 
you know, it was like people like Mike Cernovich think they're going to be like the new like Nightline anchors and like, you know, everyone's going to take over. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's all collapsing. You know, QAnon, it's like the pedophiles cabal has taken over. We like need to just like rush the government. Well, I mean, yeah, they didn't. I don't know if they took over the government, but they certainly got a nice uh, a tour around what I'm calling now the uh, the Capitol building autonomous zone. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you, know you, you, you were out and about yesterday and, uh, you know, we all we all saw uh, we all watched it on TV yesterday. And I'd, I'd like to get your perspective about what you saw on the ground. But uh, like my first question and the one that's really been on my mind the most is from the perspective of like the Capitol Police or the FBI and like their own institutional prerogatives and mandate and their own reason for existing, like on their own terms, leaving everything else aside. Letting an angry mob storm Congress is basically the one thing you can't let happen. So I'm wondering, like, how did this happen? Like, how did that how did they just like walk into Congress? I mean, it, it it's really unbelievable. I mean, the and, and, you know, like being in D.C., you learn that, like, basically the rudest cops are the federal cops. All they have to do is just guard buildings. And as you say, like your one job is prevent a riot. Um, and it's like maybe once every 100 years they're asked to actually do that. And they just completely failed here. I mean, like, this was all, like, planned and coordinated, like, online. Like, this wasn't, like, a secret thing. So, I mean, I don't want to get, like, full true and on, but it's like, wow, this is a really great um, uh, cinematic moment for uh, the Democrats to look like they're under siege. Now, I will say, I don't think they thought that was, it was going to get that out of hand. <laughs> but it, uh, it looks really good on TV, and it made me think, Okay, well, one of two things kind of has to be true. Either they never actually believed that Trump supporters were a threat um, or would do anything, and they were just hit being histrionic the whole time, or uh, they did know that, you know, they had a lot of kind of uh, volatile resentment and, and might get a little rowdy, um, and they let it happen anyway. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's a little unclear right now, but but it is sort of baffling because um, you know, as, as you said, I mean, this was being all planned really openly. I mean, you know, there are Twitter threads where people are like, I'm pretty sure these guys are going to storm the Capitol and they're going to yes. use ropes and, and all this. And and the idea that like random people could just go on the Donald and be like, oh, this is what they're up to. And the FBI or the Capitol Police wouldn't spend 20 minutes doing that is just crazy. The idea that they were, I mean, we saw videos of them just being let in like stupid cattle they were going through the the, the metal detector and using the fucking uh, roped off lanes like they were going in to look at the uh the declaration of independence at the fucking uh library of congress like like the british would say they minded the queue and then it just got <laughs> yeah and i mean like i like i know like everyone the way that you get a lot of impressions on your posts is to be like oh what if it was Black Lives Matter, but you don't even have to like do counterfactuals like that. Like I, I, I mean, yeah, obviously if they're like BLM or a- anything, like a lot of them would have been killed. Uh, but uh, you know, I've seen Capitol Police haul, you know, Iraq War veterans protesting the war. I've seen them haul Constitution Party people out. I've seen them fucking manhandle Cindy Sheehan. I've seen them like fuck up libertarians who go in on hearings to like yell about the gold standard. I've seen them like manhandle and like drag away large groups and large varieties and large people with very different uh different demographic attributes. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone just go like yeah, come on in. <laughs> And like, I mean, like, okay, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, who knows what that that is? I'm not going to be like, this is Operation Northwoods or like they they let this like they let this 
the DOD called the Capitol Police and was like, let this happen so the normal Republicans can have a clean break from the Trump people. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, I mean, who? what the fuck is that? Yeah, one, what is that? And two, just because I suspect or, you know, open to the possibility that, that a certain amount of this was allowed to happen doesn't mean I don't think it got way out of hand. I mean, they executed a woman. Yeah, they should, right, they should have right. domed some they, QAnon lady. And I, I want to get into to, to her what happened with that, but uh, we'll go ahead. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, I, I mean, I think you guys are exactly right. I mean, the, the, it's a little unclear. You know, there's kind of one viral video where it looks like they're unhooking the fence. The guy who shot it said that didn't happen. I mean, obviously there was some fighting, on, you know, with, between some Capitol Police. But it's also, I mean, it, what I thought was just so bizarre was all these various law enforcement agencies said, well, you know, we got a little heat for really harassing the BLM protesters this summer. So we thought this time we'd go totally hands off. So it's like, we were really <laughs> okay. to those people. Uh, listeners, listeners, I'm, I'm not encouraging you to do this, but it, there has never been a better time to steal the Declaration of Independence, okay? Yeah, get Find that the treasure. Or, gold, there's a gold map on the back. This is a message to my friends in the LaRoche movement. Now is your time. <laughs> Get in there and put in the Vivaldi frequency. Yes. Let's save opera. Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, they're specifically, I mean, it, it appears that this is a really interesting moment for them to take a non-punitive approach. But I, I so like I was reading this thing, like uh, Representative Tom Malinowski, Democrat from New Jersey, uh, said in an interview in Congress, we need to investigate thoroughly how the nation's capital provided so vulnerable, seemingly disorganized and lightly armed mob especially given Trump's incitement and abundant signs that the event would be volatile, if not violent. I was surprised to learn this morning that the National Guard was not preemptively deployed, given the threats that had been made in the president's incitement. And I'm like, I was surprised by that, too. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. They all said, hey, we're going to go rush the Capitol if they don't make <laughs> but, the president, which did they, knew was not going to happen. Yeah. Did they, like, not loop him on the email? Because it almost seemed like, <laughs> like he missed the memo or something. Yeah. Like for me, the, the the reason I think that this that this was allowed to happen, I, I don't necessarily think it had to have been some like explicit gladio operation of planning it. Even just so much as there's this pent up frustration among the MAGA people that has been coddled by the Republican Party because mm -hmm. it's been to their advantage up until this point. Now there's a genuine conflict between maintaining like the norms that facilitate our system and the demands of this like brainwashed mass of people who have become like emotionally connected to Donald Trump as a person. Like it is a cult around him. That's why they're out there. They're out there for him, for getting whatever uh, like causes of economic or psychic distress they're suffering from. The thing that they've coalesced around is him. Well, and, and so, so much they can't be ass assimilated. They can't, you can't soothe them with, but we had an election because they don't live in a world where that election happened the way you said it did. So they have to help essentially be allowed to have a tantrum. And this, it feels like they just sort of like, all right, like run through the halls, get it out of your system, because on inauguration day, my prediction is there's going to be a fucking army in Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. There's going to be more fucking uh, troops than attendees, and there's going to be no question of any shenanigans happening then. Well, and they no longer have um, their outsider position, which is the interesting thing, because in their head... For the longest time, they were the, you know, maverick, like rebel kind of outsider thing. This was like, this, like what they sort of seemed to believe with all the American flags. And God, there were so many. I saw North Vietnamese flags. Um, that was yeah, like, there's a big, North, there's a big Vietnamese <laughs> contingent. Yes. That was so weird. 
Um, but like now they see themselves as a restorative project. Now they're like, no, we're protecting America. Actually, the, the thing that actually happened, the democratic process was that Donald Trump was elected. Yes. We're protecting yeah. the American norms. They like, they're no longer rebels. They're patriots. It's like, that's always like kind of a, you know, a thing that they could never really reconcile in their heads but they think they did make America great again. So now they're behind America. It's so weird. Well, I mean, you know, but before, before like, you know, the, the, the mob stormed the, the, you know, Congress or the Capitol building, I mean, essentially this, this, this started out as like the, the stop the steal rally, right? And like that, you know, that's who you're there to like to attend. And I was just wondering like about how many people will um, attended uh, this, this protest, um, you know, as it started out um, on like, you know, Wednesday morning. Right. You know, it, it, it's hard to get numbers. I'd say maybe, you know, across DC at uh, twenty to thirty thousand, maybe, and uh, so yeah, about twenty thirty thousand people. You know, um, uh, Trump um went to the went to the he addressed the crowd, and you know he reiterated his um what he's been saying. You know, basically since uh the election was called or election night, and you know, I, this is a tough question to answer because it, it like it, it's it's a hard to like parse out like what individual people like really believe in their heart of hearts and what they're willing to tell a reporter or anyone who asks them. But what was it like? How would like of the people who attended there, how many of them were at the very least willing to say openly that they thought that like they were part of something that would lead to uh, Biden being arrested and Donald Trump being inaugurated president? Like sincerely, genuinely believe that they were taking part in something that like was obvious to everyone who see that Joe Biden w- will not and cannot be president um, of, like uh, in the next two weeks. Sure. I mean, you know, I can tell you that. I talked, you know, if you phrase it as maybe like people who were like, either this is stopped or we're going to have a civil war right now. And I'm into that. <laughs> um, I So I talked to before this happened, maybe a dozen people before, before the, the barricades were breached. And I really felt that I was I was like, God, am I just like fishing for the biggest nuts? Because everyone I talked to, just like grandmas, all these people were like, yeah, if Trump doesn't get it. Like there's gonna be gunshots in the next two hours, like in a couple hours. We're going to go nuts. And I was like, this is crazy. And so, I, I mean, it just took me forever to find someone who wasn't really down for a civil war, like, in the next couple hours. Um, and then, obviously, once it kicked off, I mean, they were, everyone was really going for it. I mean, like, this, this has been your beat for a while now, and we've been following, um, like, the, sort of the QAnon phenomenon um, through your work and other people. And, like, you know, as it gets closer to Inauguration Day, I mean, like, it, it seems like it is finally leading to, like, something where there will be, like, a definitive result that will disprove or, like, show that, like, maybe the plan isn't working. But, like, that's not how these things work. They just mutate into, like, fit, like, a new reality. And I was just wondering, like, like I saw a lot of QAnon flags and just, like, how much of the presence of, like, the, the belief and, like, commitment to, you know, uh, protest or, you know, storm Congress, like, how much of that is... It, like a QAnon thing. Like the woman who was killed by the Capitol Police was like a full online, like true anon, per, like, sorry, <laughs> QAnon. Uh, <laughs> she was implementing the Belden program. What <laughs> <laughs> I mean is like, uh, like, like how many of the people that like you talked to were like, were, were talking about these events or things that might or could happen in, like through the, through the lens of uh, QAnon? I mean, just tons of them. I mean, huge amounts of, of people were there and were either explicitly like, I love QAnon, here's my Q shirt, or are sort of talking in like cloaked QAnon where they're saying, I think there's this like evil, this satanic deep state cabal that's out to get Trump and maybe they won't explicitly say it's QAnon, but that's what they mean. Um, you know, it was just a really bizarre scene. I mean, the, um, you know, as you mentioned, the woman who, who was shot, 
She appears to have been convinced yesterday would mark the storm, which is the big QAnon moment where Donald Trump is supposed to execute all his enemies and, you know, just have a kind of a massive purge. So she tweeted, like, tomorrow's the storm. I can't wait to be there at the storm. And obviously, you know, it didn't work out great. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's it, it's pretty grim. I mean, you know, if you know, one, I'm sorry, unarmed woman gets killed by the fucking Capitol Police. Like, that's not not great. And also, like, you can't you can't also say that the like, coverage too. Sorry, when that happened, was were people in the crowd aware of it? Because I couldn't. I mean, I was flipping around between different uh, cable news channels, and they're like, uh, "By the way, a woman was shot." And then they're like, "Look at these deplorables!" And it's like, "I'm sorry, someone was shot." Yeah. The, so and then they're like, uh, the woman has died. By the way, uh, these anarchists are fuck, like Anderson Cooper calling them seditionists, and it's like <laughs> there was someone who was shot. Like holy shit, uh, were they aware that that had happened to her? Like, or was it the sort of thing that because you know in a big crowd you don't always see like the thing that happens in the middle? Yeah, it was kind of a fog of war situation. I think. I mean, I think there were maybe people inside Congress knew about it, but certainly on the outside, you know, I saw her getting wheeled away in the ambulance, and people were. There was kind of a scrum around her. But, I mean, honestly, it was unclear to me whether it was, you know, a congressional aide or a, a lawmaker who had been shot or, or a protester. And, I mean, we, we, know, we know the woman, uh, like, you know, who her name is and sort of, like, you know, the, why she was there. But, like, do we know anything about the circumstances that led to her being shot by the Capitol Police? Well, there's, there's video of it, right? So um, there's uh, basically – it's a very weird situation because – so they're, they're defending one of the chambers of Congress – and so it's kind of like literally at the last line, there's like a door. And presumably it's the one where the Q shaman didn't lounge around because obviously people got in there. Um, and so he so the, they keep saying, get back, get back. And she's kind of like right next to the door. And then some, somehow like so, someone shoots her. I mean, obviously one of the Capitol Police shoots her. But it's a, it's a weird thing because there were also Capitol Police like in the hall with her. So it's kind of like it doesn't seem like it was that rowdy if there were other cops that, I mean, even could have been shot themselves by the Capitol Police. So it's a very, it's a very strange situation. Um, well, also, she just walked into that point, though. Like, like, they were just sort of walking in. It's like they're walking in, like, relatively unmolested, and then all of a sudden, no, don't go to that one, bang. Like, the video yeah, is incredible. Yeah, disturbing. I mean, like, the, the, like, mainstream, like, liberal left position seems to be, like, it's okay for the cops to just execute you if you're mentally ill and annoying, which, you know, to be fair, I've been yeah. saying for years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a crazy situation because, I mean, the, this guy who was with her was like, yeah, we were just like running through the Capitol causing trouble, just like doing whatever we wanted. And they said, get back, Miss get back. Misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He had a pickle in his mouth. Just two little kids out there misbehaving. Uh, and so there, you know, the cops are saying, get back, get back. I mean, and then this is according to a guy who's sympathetic to the woman who was shot. And then apparently, I guess she refused and they, they shot her. Um, obviously, there's more to come out. But but it is. But then he was like, isn't it unfair that we aren't allowed to just like run amok all the time? And it's like, I don't know. Doing bad things is fun. Uh, sorry, Matt. Um, I just kick it out of my head now. R- running through the house of representatives with a pickle in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, Will, you bring up the uh, the QAnon shaman, and uh, you know, I don't know if people are familiar with this guy. He was, if you may have seen the pictures of him, he's this sort of like, 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 sort of like a like a Gaston like figure. He's sort of like a Disney uh, like hunk, but he wears like a sort of he looks horns. kind of like Jason Momoa. <laughs> Actually, uh, he looks kind of like Matt Carp. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. We were I, passing it around. We we're passing it around. Like, damn, he was not kidding about burning her butt. Like, like, like he's, <laughs> you know, he's, 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 he's you know, sort of uh, like he, he's shirtless. He's got sort of tribal tats and wears like a big sort of like horned fur hat. Uh, what's he's that a burner? What, what's that guy's <laughs> deal? And also, like, you know, you've been covering uh, this scene for a while. Like, uh, who, who are some of like uh, your favorites or like you know our old friends and characters who showed up either to storm the Congress or speak or address the crowd at the Stop the Steal rally? Sure. Um. So yeah. So as you mentioned, the the Q shaman. Um. He's uh, you know yeah he's a pretty fit guy, which you know you better be if you're dressing like a World of Warcraft carrier character. <laughs> and um, he's kind of a notorious character in Arizona QAnon, um, which is a very like fertile field of QAnon. Oh, um, I would imagine. And, and he yeah, like, yeah. you know, he pretty much does what you would think. I mean, he carries around a spear and he goes like, rah, and like, you know, this <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing. Oh my god, he's a mascot. A classic that, move. Yeah, that is the thing the Vikings there, would say. He's their gritty. He's this, basically yeah. like I would say he's the naked cowboy, but the naked cowboy was is also a QAnon guy. I think. Yeah, the naked cowboy being a QAnon guy is like maybe the least annoying aspect of his personality. <laughs> I mean, like QAnon people would get released from jail in in Arizona, and he would be waiting for them, and just like like just bellowing with his spear outside the courthouse. Um, but but yeah, so he's I mean he's kind of become a national QAnon figure now, and um, you know there were plenty of just other you know really odd odd characters milling around. Um, but then like I mean like, obviously like, kind of like before the uh, the the barricades were stormed before the. Uh obviously Trump you know uh, addressing the crowd was kind of like that was that was the marquee event. And you know he gets out there and he does your stick. Did you see him talk? Uh, no, no, I did not. I was I was already at the Capitol because getting okay. ready for things to pop off. But like the, the the funny thing though is that like after he like so he spoke and you know he like he he hyped up the crowd and then they you know took it upon themselves because as he was speaking, news came across the wire that Mike Pence's office issued a statement where he's like, I've been I've been hitting the books all night and honestly like I I don't I the, there really is no constitutional or legal authority for me to like cancel state electors as vice president <laughs> so he was like the last thing because like that was the, like the, all the lawsuits went nowhere everything they've been trying to do with this bullshit is just like went nowhere you know blocked at every turn and like the last thing they were holding on to of like you know uh, checkmate get your popcorn ready was this idea that tr like pence like uh, you know in the senate could like uh, invoke some authority and like and then you know I, Trump was, of course, uh, you know, pressuring him all week long. And then it's funny. Pence's people said, like, you know, he's studying the issue very carefully and we'll decide by tomorrow. <laughs> but, you know, he 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 announced, like, you know, through his own office that, like, he was not going to stop the steal, like as Trump was talking. And then, of course, the people, you know, the angry mob uh, went to Congress to, like, I guess, you know, and they did, literally did succeed in, like, stopping the certification of the election from going forward. So. I mean, they've delayed it. I mean, it's inevitable, but they did basically stop like the business of government from being conducted by storming the seat of federal power. But then Biden issued a video where he was like, "I'm what do you call him, President Turnt or whatever?" Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. Biden had the courage to say what no one else would do, would say, which is President Old Trunt. <laughs> 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 so so he, so he does a video where he like quotes Abraham Lincoln and is like and then d directly calls out Trump that like you need to like go back out there and address you know your supporters and tell them that this is not okay and then Trump cuts another video that he put on Twitter where uh, he he basically just um uh, can reiterates and like doubles down on everything these people like believed 
As they were storming Congress. It got stolen. It was a landslide. But they stole it. They stole it from us. And it was a stolen election. But you got to stop. It was a, it was amazing, too, because I think he did want them to stop. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but he, he also to wanted that. Like, he's he so horrified. Yeah. The one thing that he and Anderson Cooper agree on is that his followers are like hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That entire thing that like him <laughs> having to do multiple takes on that and like just all of them being like that was so yeah, funny. That was the, the entire they got the, the entire Trump saga was funny. Like. I think it's funnier to be suspended for 12 hours as the president than to oh, be Oh, God, that's so good. They fucking suspended uh, his account. And on yeah. Facebook, too. His the mods have come down on him. Permaband president Trump stopped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, 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 guys. Um, this is just a warning about prodromal schizophrenia and posting about Graydon Carter. I've been doing it for very many years. Uh, I'm formerly permaband poster Vanity Fair Stomper 88. <laughs> No, but my favorite clip at the, at the end where he goes, "You're very special people. We, I love you're you. Very special. <laughs> yes. I love you. Oh I, love you. I love you. You're and that's this. That's why they're doing and this. I love you. Because they yeah. love him. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. Yes, yeah. they and love it, him. It, it, it's beyond politics. That's the I only mean, reason. I, Americans don't ever do anything about actual politics. We save this shit for sports." Which is what we turned politics yeah. into, and we're treating it that way. And this was a soccer riot. Yeah, Catherine and I were watching this on CNN because, like, it's one of the few times I actually did turn on cable news because you know this is this is an event made for fucking cable news. And I was watching CNN. Oh yeah, yeah. And Anderson Cooper was talking to a lady, and they were all like, "This is the most shocking and disgusting thing I think I've ever seen." Uh, what's your name? Uh, Dana Bash said it reminded her of what like being in the Capitol building on nine eleven felt like. <laughs> But then this other oh. lady said, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And then this other lady said, I think we it's time that we ask ourselves the, pre- the question, is Donald Trump capable of leading us as a country? And I was like, give him another two weeks. Let's see what happens. He could surprise you. <laughs> yeah, did, didn't we, like we literally just had an election about that. And like like a slightly larger group of people were like, yeah, no, I guess not. And then they elected another guy who's not really capable of doing it. Yeah, did how how reassured were you by him coming out and going Donald Florp? Yeah, Jesus he, um, Christ! I, I, I <laughs> just saying so it's that. America. Come on, man, it's America. Act, do American stuff. Stop doing stuff that's not American. Come I on, wrote man. down something Joe Biden wrote uh, said because it was so inspiring. It was um, there's nothing ever that we ever 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 try to do that we couldn't do together with us. <laughs> It was uh, deeply inspiring. Who's not going to hit the trenches for this man? Who's not going to join the Shabiha of this man? Yeah, um, Matt, no. what you said about how like this is about personal love for Donald Trump and the love they have yeah. for him. Like, well, this is where I want to go because like the, the QAnon, the MAGA phenomenon that, that, that like thirty about like you know I don't know maybe twenty five thirty percent of this country will whether they believe it in their heart of hearts or not is willing to act like and state publicly. That like they simply do not believe they believe that Trump won in a landslide election and it was like obvious to everyone this election was stolen and they will never be shaken from that belief like a good chunk of the country yeah it's just sort of like where like where like where's it going the QAnon thing like if like 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 a sort of a, a Millerite uh, phenomenon of like well, when the end of the world doesn't happen then they're just like oh we forgot to carry the one it's actually uh, next year and what happens with these groups like that is that they actually like grow in size as as the more prophecy fails so my question is like. Catherine and I were watching CNN, and we saw Rick Santorum on CNN as like a, like a paid CNN contributor. 
And I just remember thinking back to when he was like in office, thinking to myself, like, it can't get any worse than this. Like, <laughs> the, the, like, like this yeah. guy is so fucking grotesque. Like, like we, can we, can we get any lower, like as a nation in our politics. And the question, the, the answer is yes, we can. But Rick Santorum, as bad as he was, represented a like political vision that could be enacted through like a democratic process. Whereas QAnon, what do they want? Like, what they, 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 like, what, what are they against? And the answer is, I don't know, numerology, demons, numerology. What do you got? No, like the, they need to get rid of democracy. It yeah, is exactly. Like, because they imagine that the only reason we don't have good things in this country because it's a good country is that bad people are in charge. And the well, system well, that allows them to be in charge has yeah. to be swept away. It has to be swept away. And this is what I mean. is like it is it's sort of post-political because for the QAnon MAGA people, like for them to get what they want, actually, would necessarily entail like the complete destruction of like the very basic like foundations of like our democratic yes. process and government okay well like that that sounds pretty much exactly like their historical precedent the birchers yes and it's like yeah. the birchers also like everything the birchers like nothing they said was true because like like they thought like the Dulles brothers were communist agents like yeah, it was the same idea. idiosyncratic like shit thrown together not even a coherent like say what you will about the nazis they at least right. had a whole comprehensive worldview right you know and there like, weren't any plot holes in their ideas and right and like what happened to the birchers well it's like like now we have this and it will just like we'll just keep getting probably dumber and dumber shit as we like like the imperial project continues to fall apart and, these people, you know, that just, these people are the are the lint traps of reactionary thought. The, yeah, the, exactly. The, the question I have, though, is how does the Republican Party deal with this? Because it looks like mm -hmm. the higher levels are doing what you would imagine them to do, which is stick to the institutions, dance with the one that brung you, and 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 re finally draw a line that they haven't done until now because they haven't had to, uh, and now they're doing it. And the question is, how does the base, which even if they're not all out there charging uh, the fucking capital, uh, a lot of them sympathize with the idea and with the fundamental notion that they, they did not lose the election and that capitulating on that point is essentially surrender to the enemy of America. How is the Republican Party, which does have interests that transcend just the personality cult of Donald Trump, how the hell are they going to manage the feelings of these fucking voters who are much more able to discipline them through things like primaries than uh, the left could ever hope to do with the, with the Democrats. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great question. I think, um, you know, we're potentially <clears throat> seeing a big crux moment for the GOP because, you know, basically everyone is going to have to buy into this idea if you want to stay in good standing with the base that the election was stolen um, and that then maybe every other election Republicans ever lose going forward is stolen. Yes. And then you're kind of edging into QAnon non-reality. And then as long as you're there, why don't you just like buy into Pizzagate and everything and Seth Rich? And so, I mean, in, in terms of what these QAnon people want, I mean, there's so it's such a wide array and there's like, you know, religious goals and like kind of a cleansing fire um, and, you know, obviously murdering all the Democratic pedophiles. But what I think is interesting, too, is like it's a lot of like personal things like they, they believe a secret bill was passed called Nasara um, ahead of 9-11 and that it would absolve everyone's medical debt. And all our, all of our debts, and it would be kind of this jubilee year. Sick. And Let's so they do it. God, that's so frustrating because that's the goddamn. I know. That's the end of alienation that's supposed to theoretically fuel a working class movement, but because we live in the fucking fantasy realm, where we are all in cloud cuckoo land, it turns into this gibberish, this narrative uh, idiocy. 
Yeah, God. well, and the Democrats don't help. And well, they, they, their job they benefit, is to make sure it they does benefit that too. from being Everybody oppositional. Pushing it in the same direction. Like when those yeah. when those when those guys attacked the Capitol, one of the big reasons beyond anything that they fell back is that it's to everyone's benefit for them to ransack the Capitol. It yes. helps the Democrats yes. because they get to point to these guys as this terrible thing to scare all those suburban white people who do not like this stuff into further allegiance with the Democrats. Also, discipline the left because if we show any break in our united front, these people will just seize power. And then the Republicans, hell yeah, these people, as long as we can ride the tiger, they're going to allow us to clamp down on, as, as like basically the deal that they're looking to strike, the Republican Party, is in exchange for us figuring out a way to talk down our psycho base uh we're going to basically ban uh all voting outside of uh on the day with an id and that yeah, will well, be we have to protect you from the from the from the terrorists exactly they call them terrorists yep they call them anarchists they call them seditious any amount it's any like amount, oh great all of the inevitable panopticon surveillance uh, uh increase that's going to happen as we continue to deal with you know the crisis we're in uh, uh, and all, as as evisceration continues, evictions and stuff, fucking medical debt, f- the uh, corona virus is going to require a lot more state intervention, a lot of uh, heavy hands. And if this is the danger that is just outside the door, any indulgence, uh, any violent overreach by the, the, the state in the hands of the Democrats will be considered progressive because it's protecting us from the ravaging monsters outside our door. So these... Yeah. The interests of both parties are to let this thing go as far as it can, as long as they keep uh, a firm an understanding of who, where the real hand of power is held. And that's why the only prediction I'm going to make about any of this is that uh, Inauguration Day is a fucking lockdown like a motherfucker. That's all I'm yes. saying. Well, uh, but I had a, a question for Will, though, because I, I, I was just on another fucking podcast where I had to be like, they were like, oh, is there going to be a split in the Republican Party? And I was like, we don't really do splits. We do, like, ginger groups, like the Tea Party. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like a group within a group that pushes the, the larger thing because you just we don't really have party splits. But I, I, I'm very skeptical of that being plausible uh, with the QAnon people, uh, both because they are so politically idiosyncratic. They're not like the petite bourgeoisie that made up the, the Tea Party uh Base, they're more diverse than uh, that. For and Russian sure. churches. And yeah, they're mm-hmm. they've got all kinds. They're like birchers. They got all kinds of weird ideas. But also because of what Matt was saying, I think they're actually more beneficial even to the Republican Party as like a, a weird kind of outsider uh, boogeyman populist mob. As long as I, the I, party itself is able to negotiate the bringing into power of the Q people. Like what this could end up being is just an intensification of that Tea Party pressure movement of primarying rhinos, and the rhino will be anybody yeah. who didn't stand up for the coup, and uh, right the quote unquote coup, and that will very well might very well see the Q people take power in the Republican Party, but the very process of being elected to office and then getting enmeshed into the Republican Party and getting uh, essentially bought off is going to yeah for, in the minds of the Republican elite allow them to uh, metabolize the QAnon phenomenon. It will push the Republican Party farther to the right. It will make every election contested, guaranteed. But the, 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 the capital, you know, will still be able to manage the transition. And I think that's, that's the hope, that, and I think that's the assumption, because this is going to be a bipartisan symphony on how they deal with this. 
because both parties have the same interests at heart, which is string this thing along, but just don't let it overthrow the, der- the, the dikes, which they can do because none of these idiots have any idea what the fuck they're doing. They can't coo shit. They don't have plans. They're yeah. people who are all Instagram fucking influencers selling each other uh, Tupperware containers and fucking uh, uh, vape cartridges outside of the Capitol and then doing fucking uh, selfies uh, next to the toilet. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just having fun because they don't know what to do with it. So that means they could be manipulated by everybody in power for their ends. Their their protests uh, behave much the way, uh, you know, liberal or left protests do. They're very just like libidinal and and. Well, I got to uh, say, I, do, I see a, I see a similarity, honestly, between this capital, as Will said, jokingly, and the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle. In both cases, you had a situation where the ostensible like political base of the leadership, in the case of uh, Seattle, the Democratic Party that is hegemonically in control there, uh, has this overwhelming popular anger that cannot be assuaged through normal channels, but they fear what happens if they ap- apply too much violence to it and what that could set off. So they essentially say, well, let's let them tucker themselves out. And so they withdrew from the middle of town and they let... The people set up until they basically, the, the, like the yesterday, until, until a couple of people, or or, or or until a couple of people get shot and killed. Well, that helps yes. too, and then they, of course, probably had a lot to do with that. Honestly, uh, and, and in a similar way, here is this overflow of emotions for many for various reasons. It's not really feasible to to bring out the iron glove, uh, uh, but so. Let them tucker themselves out. Well, Matt, it's funny you make that comparison because uh, the people on the Donald who planned this were explicitly modeling this after the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Ah, um, I didn't know and, that. And we're saying we're going to do it because that, that whole issue looms very large in their minds, even from the summer. And so, I mean, they, they really wanted to make it like that. It's Gulch Gulch. Well, yeah, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, though, I mean, like to follow up on that, though, like I, I was going to ask you. Like today and like last night, like on the are the Donald on Parlor, like on 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 the forums where like the, the these things kind of like uh you know percolate. I mean, like how are they dealing with like the fallout from this? Because I think like I, what I see is like half of the people are like super proud that like hell yeah, I was in Nancy Pelosi's office. We're fucking you know we're we're we're, we're wilding out. Like this is great. We stormed the Congress. We fucking we, we got them shaking in their boots. And then another half of people, another half of people. Who are already saying that, like, oh, like all that shit you saw on the news of people like storming the Congress, like that was Antifa pretending to be us. So there's, there's yeah, yeah. whether they whether they can like claim credit for this or whether they should like create an, an, another ridiculous lie to like cover their ass because they might look bad. Once again, the 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 battle with the uh, the optics cucks continues. Do you think like how? The Chaz, they ended up just doing the opposite of what they said. They were like, they like the reason the Chaz existed, they ended up doing. They just ended up doming unarmed black teens. Uh, the conservative Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, they're going to accidentally establish a Soviet. It's <laughs> a great point. It's like, yeah, oh, they're so accidentally we're, we're doing gonna, universal we're gonna, healthcare. We're going <laughs> to socialize the means of production within the area and create yeah. uh, autarky. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. It'll be something like. All right, every patriot should own their own business, even <laughs> if they work for someone else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how are they responding? I mean, one of the people got shot. Yeah, well, she's been she's a martyr now. Um, I mean, they've yeah. really 
they've really like you know really gotten into her and and you know saying how could this happen um but you know in terms of how they're responding i mean matt's exactly right i mean there's there's a division here between the optics cucks as it would be in the kind of the the hardcore proto-fascists on the donald or the proud boys or the or 4chan i mean they're the folks who actually did it for the most part are like hell yeah we did it um and then this whole antifa thing which was based on um a you know it was someone who had a tattoo from the game dishonored um, and they said that's a they said that's a they said that's a Stalin tattoo. Um, and then there was this there's this facial recognition company all these blogs use. Um, right. Just like total nonsense. And what they do is they take like just a green overlay on someone's face, like it's like hackers, like the movie Hackers. And they're just like, this is like high tech. This guy's Antifa. And it's like you just photoshopped that guy's what? face. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hack the planet. You the planet. But I mean, how internalizable are they? It's only going to be the optics cucks that they can sort of internalize into the into the Republican Party, right? Right. Because yeah. Exactly. The, Those the, are the ones who are looking to actually yeah. get an inside. Like they're running an inside game versus the ones running an outside game. Like the social media people who they don't care if this is successful politically. They just need to get more attention so that they could sell more uh, powders and nostrums. Right. And there was that one there was that one Q woman that got elected to I forget what, I don't know, like dog catcher of Arizona or something. And she like she had cranked up during the campaign her crazy and they they reeled her in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like for example, like Lauren Bobert in Colorado, who that's who, it, Bobert, who's going to wear the Glock <laughs> and all this. That that is like they like made they made a guy who's never left Japan come up with the name for an American. Yes, sleeve yeah, Lauren Bobert, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. some sleeve yeah. McDichael level shit right there. Yeah. So, because she had basically during the campaign, she you know her claim to fame is all the waitresses at her restaurant carry guns. And and also like I mean there was a huge diarrhea outbreak at a restaurant I mean she doesn't talk about that <laughs> wait 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 well what what's the restaurant girl. called Shooters yeah Shooters. Shooters yes exactly actually that literally is Felix's kind of girl so there's like a lot of bathroom access and guns yeah no I would love I would love to eat at Active Shooters she went on a Q and on podcast and they were like she doesn't even necessarily seem to be that into Q and on but they were like so you think Q and on's cool right and she's like. Yeah, it's really cool, you know. And then she <laughs> wins, and then the NRCC clearly sends someone out, and then she's just like, "No, QAnon, that's not for me." Right. So, so they're they're they're, sta- they're they're disciplining. So, Will, one of the things I think is really interesting about QAnon is that, I mean, we joked about it, but it's kind of true. Do you remember during the voter fraud hearings when that like clearly drunk woman was like, "Oh hell yeah, let me let me tell you what I saw, you fucking cocksucker." Yeah, near <laughs> so, yeah. tangent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it, it, it's like they're like that's why Q has a future is because like those people are usually apolitical. Like yeah. Q activates a lot of people who like yes, yeah, so they are what are. very few people are in this country anymore. They are self-starters. They are right. motivated right. to so do Q, stuff. Right. So Yeah, Q, which is why so, you're so jealous of them actually storming the Capitol. Honestly, yes, we wish we could right, they right, are right. motivated. It might be because yeah. they're unbalanced, but at least it generates some fucking energy. They're not they don't just like turn themselves into paralyzed wrecks by worrying right. about if they're worrying enough about things and if they're defining right. things the right way. Right. So Q is like it obviously activates like different types of people. And it activates people into some type of political arena. It's obviously like not doing politics in the strict sense, but it is being politically involved. People who would otherwise be like arguing about, you know, their business of selling jewelry on Facebook or whatever. It, it gets them into politics. And something I thought was interesting about Q and this protest is like you had a variety of people who are at varying levels of it. Like, yeah, 
like you had like some Nazi regalia. There was like a Celtic cross, like Aryan Brotherhood uses, but there were also people like waving an Israeli flag around. Yeah. And that like that's what I thought was so interesting about this was that not that this was like Nazis storing the capital per se, but that this was like a cross section of fucked up ass stupid yeah, Americans. Yeah, yeah. It so, was it was a tr- it was a trade show for American dysfunction. Yeah. Yes, it was like exactly. a con. I was thinking that it was essentially like a comic con that got really out of hand. Like Will Wheaton gave like too wild a keynote, and everyone went buck. <laughs> and and that's like why Q is kind of successful is because it's like yeah, you can have a guy in there who's like his thing is like yeah, I'm a, I'm a black guy against affirmative action. Or you can have a guy in there who's, like, you know, fully, like, anti-Semitic. Or you could just have, like, some drunk woman in there. And yeah. they, it, all, it can all fit what they want. You well, know what? It provides, it provides a sense of community. But the other thing that it, it appears to, you know, unlike the conservatives, remember that old gem? It appears to be uh, fixated on, you know, what, what leftists are, are focused on, it, structures, uh, like, you know, uh, visible and invisible that are, uh, you know, manipulating us and controlling our life or whatever. And a lot of conspiracy theory is, is misplaced suspicion. But I think the same way, like, Marxism and materialism is very, like, like liberating for people, like, when you're like, oh, money controls everything. I th- it does seem like the only consistent thrust throughout the Q people is the understanding that they're unaccountable elites. Yeah. They just right. That that's the only link that I can right. find. But but the thing that ma- the thing that makes Q so American is like yeah, correctly identifies they're like unaccountable, completely immoral, like actually demonic elites. Yeah. But the thing that makes it American is like, no, we need the good elites to fight. Yeah, we need the gold. <laughs> yeah. We need the glorious wealth orange to lead us. Oh my to god, redemption. they're like libs. They're yeah. like libs. Yeah, that's because they're captured by the spectacle of politics. Like in the se- like this whole thing, it's generated by real alienation that is actually connected to a broader sense that oh, this isn't just random happenstance or my bad uh, luck or my bad uh, like morals. This is a structure. Someone is doing this to me. They got that. And they have it charged with like a religious faith that we're all very envious of. But then the actual rest of it is filled in with the dog shit that they fucking get on the Internet and on television, because that's all we use to acculturate ourselves now. There is no social matrix to create social condition, social like consensus reality. We build it as we encounter things online. And what we encounter online is basically determined by our demographic, not by our choices. Right, it's it, it, it's it's oral history like cobbled together by, yeah, yeah, it's canticle who, who, for Leibowitz shit. Right, women who have been kicked out of thirty bars in the tri-state area. You know, I think you guys are making a lot of good points about QAnon. I mean, something that strikes me about it is, um, you know, when you talk to people on an individual level about it, I mean, they really do, as Amber said, take it as kind of a worldview to to explain what's going on with their own lives. And so, like, I talked to a guy who was like, "Yeah, I'm dying of cancer and I can't get treatment." And rather than be like, that's because like the U.S. healthcare system is a disaster, he's like, but fortunately, the cabal has hidden the cure for cancer, and Donald Trump will soon be beating the cabal oh, and getting cancer. Yeah. Oh, or there was there was a woman who said, you know, my, my son has has Down syndrome, and he's getting just like really mistreated in school, and my, his school doesn't have money for a special ed program. Um, and rather than say like, God, why do we have this austerity state that doesn't provide this in the schools? She says, but you know, Trump, the cabal is hidden the cure for for Down syndrome, essentially. Oh my God. That's so sad. Yeah. Okay, but I want awful. to. I want to. First of all, I I spent most of these. Uh, 
you know, you start out being like, oof, this isn't good. These are a lot of resentful people with reactionary, you know. But then after watching CNN for a while, I'm like, actually, I've decided Anderson Cooper is the person I hate most in this entire ordeal. Yeah. Um, so in addition to kind of sort of trying to privilege shame these crazy people, like where he's like, you know, there are people in this country who actually had reason to complain. And it's like, first of all, you don't know what's who these people are because no one in cable news was trying to talk to them. Like there was no one talking to anyone. And second of all, you're clearly not interested in de-escalating the crazy people. You're clearly interested in antagonizing them for good TV because you're not on the ground. And I put a fucking, I put a link in the in the chat that if Chris could play it, that there was just this moment that I was just like, oh my God, you're a piece of shit. Of, of completely unpatriotic, completely against law and order, completely unconstitutional behavior. It's stunning. And they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at in the Garden Marriott. And they're going to have some drinks. Wait, wait. Did Anderson Cooper just it's... dox the protesters by telling everyone where they're staying, where they're, what hotel room they're in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that he used kind of the off-brand Marriott. He's like, they're going to go back to the corporate stay Marriott. Yeah. And it's like, you're are you being a hotel snob right now? Like, this is what liberals did during the Bush years is that they um, they they sort of like the problem with Bush wasn't that he had horrible inhumane policies and that he was an imperialist austerity capital you know whatever it was that he was like a dumb rube which what he wasn't he was he's literally a, a fucking like blue blood deep state and, royalty yeah. Like, he's literally just using snobby fucking wasp shit. Like, fuck you, Vanderbilt. It made me want to get Olive Garden. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know what, though? I mean, speaking of those guys staying at hotels, so there's a curfew right now in D.C., and they were kept breaking the curfew at the Marriott, and so the, the cops encircled the Marriott and wouldn't let them out. And so there's all these videos of just, like, furious Trump supporters being like, why can't I order DoorDash? And just like, and it's like, well, you tried to do a I coup. I that, honestly. I know I should have, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they were also talking about, like, you know, the, the flight attendants, Eugene was saying, like, don't let them fly. And I'm like, yeah, what could go wrong? Like, they, they were trying to, like, ban them from flights. And it's like, well, either that means you, ha like, have to start interrogating people about their political activity before they get on an airplane, which I'm not cool with that kind of precedent. Um, or like you're talking about expanding surveillance either way. Like also like what, what's the, you're just going to keep them there. Like what's, that's not good either. Like you can't strand these people. All right. It's well, just... uh, well, we, we, we should let you go now. Uh, we went over, but Sorry, well, I, yeah. I, yeah, I just want to say, uh, uh, thanks for coming on again. And, uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be following your work in 2021 as things continue to get weird in America. And I don't see any sign that is going to slow down or like deaccelerate in uh, the new year. Even with Biden Absolutely. president. So once again, thanks Will, for having me, guys. Great, enjoy, great, always enjoy to talk to you. Uh, be good. Great, thanks. Thank you, Will. So from now on, there's no All right. So uh, once again, thank you to Will Summer. But to uh, you know, there, uh, believe it or not, there's other important things happening in the country right now. Other. Uh, other other things that warrant discussion, and uh, to harken back to the uh, the opening of the show, uh, it's time for me to eat a little crow. It's time for Chapo accountability uh, being enforced by myself yes. on me. 
Drop These would be regarding down. the Georgia runoff elections. Uh, you may remember a couple weeks ago I said on the show, I fully expected both Ossoff and Warnock to lose. And I said that, like, don't believe any of the... Like, I, I didn't believe that Trump <laughs> voters would just, like, in, in any significant way stay home because they didn't believe... Like, I, thought, I, would ex- I, would, I expected them to come out and vote for the Republicans. Guess what? I was wrong. They don't care about Republicans. They care about Trump. And here we see why the Republicans are fear, afraid of their base. Because if they literally, yes. there's enough of them who think enough alike that they can withhold a significant amount of votes and cost someone election, which the, the left cannot do. And that's the thing, though. Like, I maybe it's because I'm just so conditioned by you know, uh, sort of liberal democratic uh, like a uh, brain or like how I interpret like how their voters act. Is that like you know? I gotta say honestly, to their credit, they are willing to not just like not vote in an election, but like actively tank two Senate races. Because they, you know, by their own, uh, you know, sort of frame of reference or like by the, they, if you believe the things they do, like they correctly understand that like the Republican Party is not their friend. And yeah. that, like they don't owe them anything and that like they're willing to lose two important Senate races, like tank, like actively tank them to punish they the Republican that, Party. That the real enemy is both parties. And that means that you cannot basically help one of them because they will take it for granted and dominate you. You have to have a willingness to destroy rather than accommodate. If they know that you can only accommodate, you have no actual leverage. I'm just, I'm surprised. Um, one of the best candidates I've ever seen run for anything. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kelly Loeffler. John Kelly. Oh, okay. Kelly. The queen. The yeah, queen. The, the woman that everyone liked. <laughs> I Everyone's favorite it. person. There has to have been like I I'm not like I didn't believe in the voter fraud stuff, but it's like you're telling me at least ninety percent of people didn't vote for her. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it's the, the most the, charismatic the, person I've ever seen in my life. The, the lady who lives in the Cheesecake Factory, whose fu- bro- whose husband literally owns the New York Stock Exchange. So you're telling me <laughs> a, a bird like woman with a lazy eye and negative charisma who's married to an unnaturally smooth man who owns the stock exchange she didn't win. And even though she campaigned in car hearts that were so stiff, you could still see the <laughs> yeah, fucking coat great. hanger in the back. That was yeah, great. When she, I loved it when she would put on like a $83 DKNY trucker hat and be like, I, I love hanging out in the mud. <laughs> Very convincing Kelly. She's from, this is, I think I solved the mystery of her. I found out, she is from Central Illinois. She's um, mm. that explains her complete off-putting unlikability. <laughs> She's yep. one of us. State, yeah, Illinois loves producing just genuinely repellent, unlikable people. <laughs> and you know, we we can talk about like what the implications are that like now the Senate is at, we're now at fifty-fifty in the Senate, which you know uh, will will not give Kamala Harris the deciding vote. It'll give uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema the deciding vote on anything. Yes, we love to see that. like, you know, I mean, come on. Can't these two assholes be bribed in any way? I mean, you think it'd be like pretty easy. Yes, they are being. Yeah. The the, the side with money is always going to win that that auction. But like my my point about uh, uh, just Kelly Loeffler, um, the sweet defeated angel who was probably, you know, cheated out of this election because honestly, I think she probably, as Felix said, I think she probably won every vote, but like the, the literally she, everyone changed. Cha- How could she not? I got to say, I like, you know, as, as uh, <laughs> sort of pessimistic as I am about the hopes of like, oh, wow, I'm the, the new Democrat 50 uh, 50 Senate, there is something like that is good 
about someone like Kelly Loeffler losing. I mean, someone who during this pandemic has like literally profited like to the tunes of like millions of she dollars off like was the death like and a ludicrously of- obscenely awful cartoonish villain like Cruella Deville level embodying all the worst corruptions of capitalism and uh, public service just naked corruption everything that anyone has ever talked about the swamp me- means they're talking about her uh, and then for her to just be able to put a- oh no look I'm wearing a trucker hat and I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm choking down some of this disgusting fried dough in front of you hogs. And this woman is like a profiteer. Yeah. And that is, I mean, there's, we found the limit of how much you can bullshit Bubba your way into like a, into endearing yourself into like a, a populist base. People are like, no, that's disgusting. Even if they don't necessarily like think of it in those terms, like, she just stinks too much of that kind of a person. She she would have been a war profiteer. Yeah, th- and the same thing for Purdue. Like, Purdue didn't suck as cartoony. Like, Kelly Loeffler was just like, that's just like literally just spitting in your constituents' face, giving giving yeah. them her. But like, David Purdue is not 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 all that much better at all. Uh, I mean, totally exonerated, course, Felix. Totally exonerated. His, cam- his campaign ads where he's like. David Perdue had nothing to do with Columbine. He was not there that day. <laughs> not approve of it. <laughs> Great work, man. Another swamp creature. Uh, but, you know, sunshine on the horizon. I know you said you're pessimistic about the Senate, but I I am so excited about John Ossoff. Oh, my God. I hate him. <laughs> I think irrationally. I got to say. Actually, you know what? I couldn't figure out. No, 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 no. I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I realized, oh, he's like if Pete Buttigieg was gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, but he has you, that kind of like made in a lab thing you, that it just disgusts. You bring up me. Pete Buttigieg, and like again, when I like weeks ago, um, because of my my, my ludicrous um, crow accountability that I now have to face, I said like I also despise John Ossoff and want him to lose because he is like the next Pete Buttigieg. Like he just seems like another clone of like that type of person. But you know what, Felix? He like, was like the beta, the beta. This is the second generation. But like, you know what, Felix? Like, you actually like changed my thinking on Osoff because, honestly, and I mean, I don't mean this like as a joke. I mean this like sincerely. Like the 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 one thing that I think like recommends his personality or character in a way that like Pete Buttigieg you can't say about is that he literally did nothing until like I don't know a couple months ago. Like he was just doing yeah. tweets and shit. Like he was a complete. Like he was just bumming her. I don't know. He's yeah. like he like he he didn't aspire to anything. He didn't really do anything. I mean, now that he's like you know in there, everything he believes and says is like bad. But the thing is, he he's doesn't like, really believe in like anything. They, he's like they picked one millennial in a lottery to get like all the things you were ever wished for. Like, hey, millennials who all go to college, you're probably not going to have anything like a dignified working life. But one of you every year will be pulled out, and one of them was John Ossoff, and yeah. he just got to be like Bat Kid. For like the PMC <laughs> class, right? Like you get to be a U.S. senator. Yeah, no, John, he was all recruited, of Whereas, whereas, like you know, uh, like a a Buttigieg, like was the kid that asked to go to military right, school. Right, right. Osof is so Osof's a few years older than me, but we're both like Jewish uh, millennial men who were given like pretty much a lifetime job that's very easy. And he, mine was podcaster, and his was U.S. senator. I accomplished mine when I was, you know, I started when I was 25. Uh, It took him until like 33. Loser. So, you know, but like I, I do like he has the swag of a man who is never 
like someone when he was growing up, someone like he pissed someone off. They're like, John, you're never gonna work in this town ever. And he was like, Yes. <laughs> I, I just want to say one thing about Asaf as a semi like two thousands like music snob. Adding the Pitchfork account to say you're excited for their yes. Imagine Dragons review to drop is one of the yes. single funniest <laughs> 2000s music thing that you could do. He's like so a cartoon man. Yeah, he's he, like a cartoon person. He's like, he's not a Pete. He's a Beto. Yes, exactly. Like That's what yes, I was going to say. Yeah. I have That's a little sympathy for him in the, the weirdo he, Beto But he way. has the... He has the cult of personality of a Pete for some reason. I think he's definitely been put in that position because people aren't like, oh, look at this cool guy. They're like, look at this dreamy, amazing, like the the, the thirst was like. Well, yeah, I, no, all, all, the, all those women who are uh, posting about him, like they're like Gen X moms. They want to be 27 again. They want to be a hot 27 year old that is dating John Ossoff and having arguments with him over using his work computer to put up their Depop store, which is like, that's what John Ossoff's lifestyle is. And I will say my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. We love him. Don't we folks? We love, we love Jack Senator Jack Ossoff. <laughs> Jack that's why I like to call Jack him. Ossoff. Yeah. I like to call him Jack Ossoff. It's funny <laughs> to me. Yeah. Well, at least this means I'll stop getting emails that are, that I can't unsubscribe from because I, I'm just sick that are just like, please, I'm crying. Oh, I pissed myself. Like that's the best. I, that's the best part about Jack Ossoff's uh, like breakup fundraising emails is because they probably just used actual breakup emails he sent. To us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just, like they're, do they just go into his sent folder and go was thinking about us? So well, but here's back the thing, to though. QAnon's general like anti-authoritarianism. Like this is the way in which they have become sort of like more emotionally mature than liberals. Because they they watched Reality Bites and said, no, neither Ethan Hawke nor Ben Stiller. <laughs> John, yeah, John Ossoff. He should end yeah. up with Winona Ryder. Um, uh, no, but it's like, we're going with this is now. Like, okay, so like the dust is settled. The Democrats, you know, came out and won two Senate races in Georgia. So now both senators from Georgia are like Democrats. It like, you know, uh, the, the, the millennial Jewish kid who, you know, did not has not yet achieved as much as Felix has. But, you know, their moms will and be the warlock about it. He's and, 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 and the reverend. Yeah. The um, warlock. So <laughs> I thought like, he was a warlock. So, to, to, so the Democrats, they have 50 50. But, like, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer will be Senate majority leader. So, like, now we're in a situation where a lot of people are being like, oh, all the people who said the Democrats underperformed on Election Day. But you feel pretty dumb now because, like, you know, we they have technically at the Senate. The Congress, House of Representatives, and the the executive branch. But here's the thing: like it, not like we have in very recent memory, like a template for what a Democratic administration would do coming in, controlling both houses of Congress, and like they're going to do the like. The, I just feel like, like Democrats and liberals are just they're feeling that Obama energy again. They they so want to recreate that that Obama administration speed run. But the Democrats' advantage now is significantly less than Obama when he came in in 2008. So like I mean, how do you like how do you think that this is going to go? I saw a lot of people saying, "Be like the lesson from the Georgia Senate runoff elections is that Democrats are not running like they're scared anymore. Stand up for what you believe in. Don't apologize. Don't back down. Give people money." And I'm like, other than the two thousand dollar check thing, did either Ossoff or fucking uh, Warnock 
run like they were unafraid of like or, or wouldn't back down because like I seem to remember Warnock ran away pretty quickly from like any of the actually morally decent and correct things he said about foreign policy and Ossoff's single biggest media hit was him just saying no to virtually nope. every progressive <laughs> no, thank you. agenda nope. no, uh, I, uh, I, that's I going straight to my thighs let me just do a speed round with you okay. if I can do you support the Green New Deal? no do you support Medicare for all? no do you support defunding the police? no do you support abolishing ICE? No. Do you support expanding the Supreme Court? No. Do you support ending the filibuster? Maybe. I don't even think it's like an ideological thing. I think like Felix says, he just like doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do stuff. Right. That just doesn't want to work. Yeah, that's it. That's his mom being like, John, I got you Rosetta Stone for Arabic. And he's like, uh, I'm, I have PTSD from grad school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm warming up to this guy way more than I thought I, I would, I, honestly. I, I, I can't him. wait I, for his yearly playlists. Well, I like, cannot wait to bump them on I, Spotify. I think that, like, obviously, like, the NWO has gotten to him and is like, John, like, no, Medicare for All is more work for you. But I think, like, <laughs> no one in the Senate is and is a person like him, but I am. Like, I think if, if we met each other, it would be like, you know, Goku and Vegeta. Like, we'd first have some trouble with each other because you know we're we're doing the same thing but he would eventually see that he and i are equals we're both people who don't and never really did have a job and i think i could make him we'll finally have a laroche movement senator when i'm done once you do once you and john do the fusion dance together yeah (laughs) and become uh you know a, a super saiyan yeah, John Biederman. And fellow fellow Ronins uh, wandering the countryside. Yeah, and like the NWO, unfortunately, it made John. They made John get married. We know that's not what he wants to do. Like John, he probably like uh, you know he. Let, let's be honest. The first time he ran for that uh, against Karen Handel, he was running for uh, U.S. rep seat because it's like okay, if I run for this and lose, I don't have to look for a job for two years. My mom won't bug me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was Wait. he was probably running on legalizing open marriages. And they were like, John, that's already legal. But we can <laughs> fill him up with some good beliefs. Uh, Amber, you just said that yeah. the, uh, Felix and John are, uh, are, are, are Jewish Ronin. And I'm just saying, like, the Jewish Ronin is a, a samurai who doesn't call his mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like... <sighs> I mean, like they have, they have the, the barest of uh, you know, the barest of a majority in in Congress, and like you know, I was saying the other thing, like because like they're they're really wedded now to this two thousand dollars check thing. Like they've all said that, like, look, if we win these Georgia Senate races, two thousand dollars check, the survival checks, it's def, it's happening. And I you know, obviously, yes. like right. my initial reaction to this was like, dude, that's gonna get bargain down to like a thousand, or like they they're like they're not gonna do it. They're gonna find a way out of it, but. I sort of like I, I think now if I had to predict something, I think they probably will do the two thousand dollar checks because like I they, think so. They'll do it like immediately up front and then they'll point to it for the next four years. It'll about, be the like, one thing. Up. It'll yeah, be like it'll be the- Obamacare. It'll be mm-hmm. the one thing that they said that they accomplished and what you can only get with them. Yeah, and yeah, if you want to get a viral tweet like in two thousand twenty four, you can be like, Oh, you're saying Biden didn't do anything. Uh, do you remember the two thousand fucking dollars you got? You know, a million, and then like follow up. Uh, check out this uh, video I made of all the times he said President Trump. 
They're okay. So my metaphor for them, the Democratic Party at this point, is that they're essentially deadbeat dads, um, and they come back every once in a while to give you a, a little present. And you're so neglected and so desperate that you're like, holy shit, I haven't seen dad in six months, but he took me to the water park. <laughs> um, and I think Americans are so miserable that, like, they have that response, the response of, like, a, a neglected child, that the smallest thing, even if it's less than the thing that they were promised, is such a relief that, that they just, like, can't. People don't have time to be like outraged right now. Shit is bad. Yeah, it's like it's like you're six. Um, you're and 16. you know what? Dad brought them a leather jacket. You know, you're 16, and then your deadbeat dad gives you the Christmas present you asked for when you were nine. And it's like, you <laughs> exactly. Enjoy. Exactly. Um, but you know, you mentioned like just this idea of like just such pervasive misery, and I guess like to just get back to like the you know the 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 Bastille Day that happened yesterday in uh, the Capitol is like look. We're, we're, like no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, whether you're a QAnon person or a fucking uh, budding a socialist or like a liberal or Republican, whatever, I just think most people are feeling right now that like uh, certainly after like ten nine months of like indefinite pandemic quarantine and like you know paranoia, it's accelerating a process by which like everyone, no matter what their political point of view is, feels that like they're living in a world that is like rapidly spinning out of their control or ability to understand or affect the outcome of. And that in a political system like ours in which material politics have all but vanished entirely. Yes. You know, like we said about QAnon, like what are they actually are against? Like, I don't know, demons and bad (laughs) numbers that you can add up to give you prophecy. They, and like you know, what what do they want to do about it? I don't know. Uh, execute everyone who doesn't agree with them, or like you know, liberals. Like what, what do they want? They want it, it beca- these culture war totems, these feelings of like being acknowledged or represented, or it's just like in the absence of like the complete abandonment of like any material politics. It just what what we everyone reverts to, it, and we've said it many times before, is this kind of like these culture war skirmishes, where it's just like as Matt you said last episode. It, it, Everything is just about like making sure the people you don't like are the ones who suffer yes. more than you do in this like miserable yes. as conditions worsen and get like like I said you're you're the feeling of like your ability to affect the future or do anything or that your voice or vote or tax dollars that you have any control over it whatsoever is like almost people like on some level all know that like they, it, it has no effect whatsoever. Yeah. It's that, out of their hands entirely. There's no connection whatsoever. So, I mean, like I, like I said, I, I, I expect, you know, that there not to be any definitive end to QAnon or like, oh, Biden's inaugurated. Let's find like, I just think like this shit will, things like this will continue to happen. And like, you know, uh, how, how bad it gets or how far it spins out of control is anyone's guess. But like, I just think yeah. it will have this kind of roiling like symbolic culture war battles that may that you know will lead to people actually dying. Um, yes, it, it, it just. I have in- one prediction. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, people are saying like, what what's it going to be? You know, the Democrats are in charge. What what you know? What can we hold them accountable for? What th- can they be doing? Um, I think Corona and the financial collapse and high unemployment and all of that shit means that the degree to which they are going to be quote unquote exercising their power is not going to be legislative and therefore not subject to any democratic thing. I think it's going to be largely discretionary and bureaucratic. And Cuomo is the perfect example. Yes, of that. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That has, 
that is, I think, that's the first sign that they're going to be doing things that have nothing to do with the legislature, with votes or whatever, but are nonetheless an exercise of extreme power. I also thought for a long time that Cuomo was a, a super dum-dum, um, which is, you know, anti-Italian racism on my part, but it's like he definitely has that mob shit of being like, I got a hot ticket here. I got, I can control oh, yeah. yes. this. He's smart enough to know that. And he's smart enough to, I mean, like, it, what he's doing to healthcare workers is literally torture. Oh, I mean, like, it's awful. I mean, he killed all those torture. old people. He fucking straight murked them at the beginning of fucking Corona. He's a killer. Well, giving people, giving people a he's job. He's killing people that now by, this, by fucking up the goddamn yes. vaccine distribution on purpose. Yes. And he's doing it on purpose. He's That's getting the his thing. stubby sausage fingers all over because, the place. Because, because. One, it's a way for him to consolidate power yes. and to be like, I've got, I've got this thing that everyone needs, and I'm going for some reason in charge of the program's rollout. And whoever heard of a fucking Italian hospital administrator it makes no sense at all. <laughs> and he is now in a position where he has a public. He's given them a job that they can't possibly do. I mean, I'm not kidding when I'm saying it's literally torture. Like they would do it in like concentration camps. They would give you a job that you could almost do that you could almost complete. Like the quota would just be a little too high. And the idea is literally just because if you're given something that you can't do and you're in a panicked situation, you don't think, fuck this motherfucker. I can't do this. Fuck you. You're so focused because you're in a desperate situation. You're like, got to peel the potatoes, got to peel the potatoes, got to meet the Productivity 500 potato goes quota. Got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. And it's incredibly disciplining because you don't have time to think, what the fuck are you doing? You don't have time to be mad at the person. So it's simultaneously disciplining. It provides like a scapegoat for him to be like, you know, I, I cracked down hard on public employees yes. who weren't doing their jobs. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a leader keeping people safe. Meanwhile, it also prolongs the disaster and exacerbates uh, like that, that just the absolute like healthcare travesty so that he appears a strong leader. Meanwhile, he is, I believe, actively not only consolidating his power, but uh, like allowing the disaster to flourish so that he can exercise like these fucking weirdly punitive and, I mean, just surreal, awful well, that's policy. Absolutely. What Cuomo has mastered, well, this is a thing that Trump intuited, but Cuomo is mastering it consciously, is that when you don't really have any power over the broad contours of American life and, and immiseration is like the market's doing, you can really only show authority by punishing people, by, by directing state violence, by fining, by arresting, by sanctioning. And, and Cuomo gets that. He gets that a lot of his appeal among liberals is that he punishes the right. He spanks them on their bottoms. And because they blame the right for why we can't have good things, they don't realize how much fucking Cuomo's entire power structure depends on things being terrible. But they, they, they want him to take well, now, out their frustration on the right. I mean, when he's not punishing the right, he's empowering them in the New York State legislature. Now he has the fucking vaccine and he gets to be a... Yeah, he gets to be fucking a Morton Cuomo and fucking like control the water <laughs> slash vaccine. He's yes. smart enough to be like, I got it's it was literally I'm like, oh, I bet I bet we could find the, the Blagojevich fucking I got a hot I got a real hot thing right here. Like he knows Do not how grow addicted to the vaccine. Yeah, no, yeah, that's <laughs> like 
he is I always got mad over the shit Blagojevich caught because I always said he does the thing they all do and his crime was that he was arrested for being stupid enough to say it on tape. Like yeah, and yeah. having an amazing hairline yeah. to punch. Exactly. Yeah. I uh I look forward to the Cuomo dictatorship. I can't wait till we're woke. There are five calls to prayer a day to watch uh Chris and Don Lemon banter. I already love watching that and shoving a Chinese made SKS rifle <laughs> up my asshole while I watch that. Yeah. I can't wait till we have like a you know, the public execution of one nurse a day because yeah. uh she vaccinated someone who jumped in line <laughs> and everyone cheers wildly because he's protecting us. Meanwhile, fucking vaccines are going bad on the shelf. You know who Cuomo if Cuomo will become our Franco, uh Eta is alive in Western New York. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Basques. Shit, no one, no one knows where they came from. If 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 Cuomo became like president, wouldn't like our native insurgency be QAnon? Wouldn't they be like Ooh, our oh, rebellion? I yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it would be like it would be like the Spanish Civil War because you would have Nova separatists and they're the Catalans. Yeah. Uh, you you'd have the bat the ETA in Buffalo. That's what I'd be a part of. You'd have QAnon. Uh, it'd be a good time. QAnon are kind of like the Carlists, I guess. Like the, yeah, like the small yeah, holding yeah. peasants of Navarre and the Basque country. Yeah, no, they would. Yeah, because they want something. Big they, floppy they, red berets for all of them. They want to restore the closest thing we have to an ancient regime, which is the Kennedys. <laughs> yes, in the form of the <laughs> Trumps. Yes. Yes. The fusion of politics and and uh, and business and spectacle and yeah, the real. I look forward to us forming like partisan brigades. Only instead of like uh, uh, sleeping in a sympathetic woman's barn, we'll be in like a a garage in Rochester, like <laughs> making like a uh, you know Drano bombs or something. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the uh, eight ba or <laughs> whatever we're gonna call them. Uh, the the so Buffalo separatists will create the first uh, upstate astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to close things out here. We've we've gone long this episode, but there's a lot to talk about. But like just just in thinking about the last like 48 hours or so, I mean, I gotta say like this the spectacle of seeing the like like an like an angry mob just waddle into the Capitol building to prevent them from like certifying the election, but like also storm the gates of federal power but stay within the velvet rope line it was like very yeah. very profound um but also it's just like i ha- i gotta say i you'd be i would be hard pressed to come up with a cause or movement more contemptible than these people oh my god save for congress itself yes of course. <laughs> you know you know yeah. what i mean but i gotta say it's when a, i was watching yeah, it's a pity the they day, kept both loose I, yes. I have I if only say, there was some left-wing force that could I, Arise yeah. to challenge both of them. That'd be really I, helpful. Right uh, Google now. dual power. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say though, you know, watching on CNN and like seeing Anderson Cooper and gang talk about this shit, I have to admit to a a kind of a perverse pleasure in seeing these people talk about what this looks like to the rest of the world. It's yeah. just like such yeah, a blinkered, ignorant point of view. It's like, like th- this shit is like what we do. Like, the, the people in the rest of the world aren't like surprised by this because like this shit happens because we do it to their fucking countries. We just like, I'm sorry, like to see like this could not have been more utterly humiliating for the United States to like have the entire world watch this shit happen. And like, honestly, it's an like, own of owns. It is. It is. We are like, so fucking owned. It's amazing. Yeah, and we and like you know. 
we well when we do it the government actually goes away we yeah. actually cause more people than just like you know four oval shaped triple chin german americans die from heart attacks what happens in bolivia happens what happened in venezuela happened the fucking pain and suffering we cause in the world like the response to this i think like the the performative fear and crying and panic attacks you're going to get that. It's just like the people who did that with 9-11. There are so many people who just want to be afraid and want to be yep. vindicated by their own fear. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have that. But I think the media reaction, Anderson Cooper and all of them, that was embarrassment because their thing is, no, this is the thing that we're supposed to do to other people. Yeah, It's never supposed to happen to us. Or, or this like, is yeah. the pain we're supposed to cause. No, but and, the way, and, and the way they talk about it and the way they talk about it is like, how can America lead the world as the democratic all father when like this stuff is <laughs> happening on our TVs. And it's just like, yeah, it's like Anderson Cooper, one of them literally said yesterday, like, you know, how are we going to like tell other countries how to conduct their <laughs> affairs of state when we can't do it ourselves? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, maybe stop doing that. Yeah. yeah maybe like, that's something we don't need to do. Uh, did you, did you read the uh, Venezuela statement? That was hilarious. Wait, wait, Love what did they say? I'm just, uh, this communique from the Boulevard and public of Venezuela. The government of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela expresses its concern with the acts of violence that are taking in the city, taking in the city of Washington, United States. Uh, Venezuela condemns the political polarization spiral of violence that only reflects the deep crisis that the political and social systems of the United States is currently going through. With this unfortunate episode, the United States is suffering the same thing that it has generated in other countries with its policies of aggression. Venezuela hopes that soon the violence will cease and the American people can finally open a new path towards stability and justice. By the way, king shit. Mm -hmm. Like, not condemning protesters, not condemning... It's just like, I just, uh, I just... It's literally like, I noticed you're having a little trouble over there. <laughs> you seem, you guys seem to be having a little trouble. I'm Everything's so sorry. going great. I don't know what yeah, you guys are yeah. talking about. I, it's all going fine. I could, I could not take people who didn't give a shit about what we did to Bolivia crying their eyes out over this. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Like, uh, the, the American, the color revolution has come to America. Yeah, no. I yeah. just love the idea that like uh, Angela Merkel's like, look, I can't come and sign a trade pact with you, Biden, because I'm worried that while we're sitting there in the Rose Garden, fucking Duck Dynasty guys are going to show up and four dot one fifty and run me my ass over. Okay. I mean, this is if if this thing, you know, if this is a totally organic thing, and you really, and also if you really think these are terrorists, you know what this is. This is the frontier coming home. Mm -hmm. This is how imperialism yeah. always ends. Yep. The war always fucking, it always fucking comes home because you run out of countries that you're able to do it to. Yeah. That can't woman quite they do killed? It. That woman they killed, like Air Force, yep. like something like four tours or something. I'm I'm rereading shit about the bonus army. Yeah. It's yeah. like Jesus Christ. She was, I mean, like she was bomb she was bombing people for these people's endless fucking wars. And then they ran out of places where it would be easy. It stopped being easy. What happens? It always comes home. The frontier yep. doesn't just go away. Yep. I think we should leave it there, gang. Woo! Leave it there, gang. Till next time. Till next time. To our next communique from uh, uh, the, the 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 autonomous zone. Uh, yeah. from, Reporting from the camps yeah, that from, we've been dragged uh, yeah, to exactly. after the fascist coup. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone, say it with me. The words of resistance. President Trump. <laughs> President <laughs> Trump. Come on, man. Come on, come on. This is America, man. Oh, man, no, I'm done, man. 
Come on, enough's enough, man. All right, gang. Till next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.